I have officially made it happen. I had my little brother on the podcast and we talked for about an hour and a half and I had to cut down the episode to 30 minutes because that's just too long and you don't need to hear all that. But we talked about some of the funniest memories of our childhood and some not so great memories. We also talked about where he is today and all of the things that we went through together but separately to get to this point. I'm so incredibly proud of him and I really can't wait for you guys to listen to everything he had to say. And yeah, I hope it makes you smile and just feel good and laugh. And this is Yvonne. So my name's Yvonne, Jamie's brother. Um, I was born and raised in Oceanside, New York. Well, technically Rockville Center in our apartment building. And I uh, we went to Oceanside School Districts. Um, I know Jamie because I was, uh, you know, grew up there in the same <laughs> household, in the same apartment building. <laughs> It's funny that you keep mentioning the apartment building because that was such a important and very long part of our childhood. Like most of it, actually. It was definitely most of it. it. Like I closed my eyes and I could just picture us in the apartment building just doing stupid stuff and all the crazy things that were going on like back in the day. Like sitting on the stairs, like waiting for mom after school or like the mailman. Yeah. Remember Richie? Yeah. Do you I remember was, that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Richie, and when, uh, when I broke my arm and he brought like a little mini golf clubs or whatever, and I was like, that was this, but it was really cool. Yeah, I was. The, um... one, the one memory that I do remember that, <laughs> that like it sticks to me in my head was when we were hanging out and like, mom, well, there was just one bedroom down there, but we were all in the bedroom and then we were just playing around and then like a mouse came running out and we were freaking, we were freaking out and I was like, yo, and I was started crying and like we were all crying and I've never seen a mouse or whatever. I was like freaking out, and then mom and mom and dad were like, "Go to Julio's house!" Like, "Go to Julio's house!" Like, whatever, we'll we'll catch the mouse. So then, like, I'm like crying, and I go to like next door to the apartment and go to knock on Julio's door. She answers the door, and she's just hysterical crying. And I was like, "Why are you crying?" <laughs> she was like, "I know it's just messed up," but she was like, "My brother just died, or someone just died," and I got like stopped crying right away. And I was like, "Oh, I'm crying about a mouse. You're crying because someone passed away." Like, All right, well, I'm sorry. And I just walked back to the apartment. You're like, I'll just deal with the mouse. But it's funny that we were so afraid of a, a mouse, but we lived with cockroaches. Like, yeah, we were not afraid of cockroaches. Roaches were our friends. <laughs> we're like, I'm going to get a glass of milk, and there might be a cockroach at the bottom of my glass. Yeah. Or like when you would just like touch a picture frame, and like 10 of them would come running out. Like, it was normal. Terrible. Like, I remember I used to have friends come over, and like we used to like open the door, and the second I opened the door, like the first thing that came to my mom was like, Hopefully there's no roaches. Like hopefully a roach doesn't pop out, and like it always would. My friends would probably look at it and be like, "What the hell's going on in here?" Yeah, that was also the reason why I never had anyone over. Cause yeah, yeah it was just like really embarrassing. When we got robbed. When we were okay, robbed. do you remember that? What do you remember? So I remember being. We were, I was in kindergarten. I remember we came home from uh, from school. We were in uh, in a minivan, like parked out front. We got home from school and uh, it was me and you and Marlon was just born. Um, mm -hmm. We were in the, the minivan and then you come running out and uh, well, you go into the house first or whatever or like and yeah. still in the minivan and then you come running out crying and then um, you were like, oh, like we just got robbed and I was like, what are you talking about? And you were like, your Nintendo 64 isn't there and I was like, my Nintendo 64 isn't there. <laughs> 
I run into the apartment and it's just like upside down and mom's crying. There's like a t there's no TV. <laughs> My N64 games are gone. I remember dad bought, I had like over 50 games and like that's like, yeah. what, you know. We were obsessed with that thing. Kid. We used to go to the mall like every Sunday and dad would get me one game like every Sunday. So I remember I had tons of games and then it was all gone. And I remember like mom was crying because like I guess the video camera was gone that she had recorded all Marlon's like baby memories with. And yeah. I remember there was like for some reason her underwear was like all over the, like in in the bathroom in the floor like in the in the toilet and I was like why is there underwear in the toilet like what's going on? No, then I went to school like the next day or like whatever and like you know I guess mom I don't know how it happened but mom I guess ended up telling the school and then I showed up to like class and then. I guess all the parents put money together and they got me like a new N64 and some games and like I don't even I think like from what really happened like before that I think like mom went to the laundromat with Marlon and then came home and all that stuff was gone. Yeah. Something like that or I don't know. And That's then crazy. They like ended up finding the people that robbed their house like on like the Meadowbrook Parkway or something. Yeah apparently and I don't know if this is true but they got into like a car accident and died. I don't yeah. know. Mom probably just said that to like make us feel better. <laughs> Damn, all these years, I believe that shit. I was like, yeah, I got robbed when I was in kindergarten and ended up, like, the people crashed on the Meadowbrook Parkway and all our stuff was all over the place, but we couldn't get any of it because, like, it's a crime scene. That's funny. You know what I was also thinking about the other day? I was telling Max, remember when people, mom was a super, so mom controlled the temperature of the whole building and people would, like, come to the apartment and be like, can you lower the heat? Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. Mommy's like, Frank's coming in, like, a half hour, like, behave clean up and just like oh like mad like it was like fucking ice was coming or something <laughs> literally like, to the hole like it's Frank it's Frank like, what are we doing what are we doing like mad scared <laughs> he was like a monster it was hysterical you know why because I think mom had the washing machine remember in the apartment <laughs> <laughs> she did it like a table <laughs> yeah we were supposed to have a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> When you think about like school stuff, when we were younger, I feel like I hated school. Like I remember dad driving us to school five. Like playing Eminem and like crazy music and stuff like that. When we ever saw dad in the morning, like, that was like the yeah. time we ever saw dad was always in the morning and then he would yeah. come home at like midnight so we'd catch him for like 10 minutes at night and then Sundays, but Sundays he would sleep all Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. It was like our only sacred time with him yeah. um, and he, yeah. Did you, do you feel like you liked going to school? I feel like it was, I mean, thinking about it now, like, it was more comfortable for me to be in the school because you were there, because you were older, but, like, when I, when I come in, like, all the teachers always knew you, and they liked you, so they would like me, and they would always just, just always think that, like, you know, since we liked her, we're going to like him, and, but I was, and we always see each other in the hallway. Do you remember when you had a crush on, like, some kid? And then, like, no. Who? Did they usually call him, like, PP or something like that? Like Paul Pettis, and then like some kid went up to me, and was like, "Did your sister like anybody?" And I was like, "I think she likes this kid, Paul Pettis." And then like, oh my God, Paul Pettis! And then you ran, and then you like hated me for like two weeks because I told, I told the sixth graders that you like Paul Pettis or some shit, and like you were for weeks. And then I like, hated Paul Pettis. Like, it was, like, I don't even know what the kid looks like or who he is anymore. <laughs> You're like, Paul Pettis. Because I remember like I used to be like his name was PP, and we used to like laugh. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember, like, I used to walk in the hallway, and then I used to be like, shit, sometimes it would be, like, be me and him, and I'd be like, fuck, I ruined this kid's life, because everyone was making fun of him, too. <laughs> just knowing that you were there just made it more, made it comfortable, but, like, in general, like, I just, I liked going there, just the friends and stuff like that, and I feel like we were always, like, 
I know it sounds like like blowing smoke up our ass stuff, but we were like kind of popular. Like people liked us. We had good like good personality. Teachers always liked us. We just never really got in a lot of trouble, but it was definitely different than high school and elementary school. I feel like elementary school was. We, there was a lot of kids in our grade that like had older siblings, like Joe Checo had his older brother and then Vinny had his older yeah. brother and, and there was like people that, so I feel like we were kind of close because of you guys, so. Yeah, that's true. I my own little click thing. Like I feel like there was a lot of good things that were going on and like our little group thing and like I, around our age, I like all the stupid stuff that was going on at home really didn't, like I wasn't like self-conscious about what was going on or living in an apartment building and like, you know, I kind of just like left that stuff at home and I went to school and I was like getting away from all that crap, like mom and dad fighting and whatever, like not having money to do anything. We just like made it work, I guess. When do you think you were aware of our socioeconomic status? Um, I think when we started having like play dates and stuff with like, with like my friends and stuff, like I used to go to like Bonimo's house and then they used to have like a nice house and we used to sit down for dinner and they'd you know, put the napkins and the forks and the knives on the napkin and put the plates out and whatever, say a prayer or whatever. And then like at our house, it was not like that. Mom would make like mac and cheese and like chicken nuggets and be like, all right, take what you want and go sit on the couch and watch TV. We never even really had a real couch. We had a fucking, uh, a pull-out couch. <laughs> we had a futon, yeah, it was a futon. And then we used to sit on those little wooden tables that used to unfold and like, you know, that was- The, the like TV fun. dinner tables. Yeah. We never really sat at a table as a family, so that was all new to me. And then, like, just real dinners. I mean, we used to have real dinners. Mom used to cook and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Not all the time, but, like, having Chinese food was, like, you know, going out to dinner. Or, like, I remember we used to get dressed up to go to, like, Sizzler. <laughs> like, get- to go to yeah. Sizzler, and, like, it was a buffet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so weird. What? Darry and I went to a buffet yesterday, or it was a Sunday, and, uh, I don't know why, we were just like, yo, we're in the mood to go to a buffet, like, I haven't been to one in a long time, and Darry like, Googled it, she's like, oh, there's one in Baldwin, I was like, Baldwin, I was like, so we went to Baldwin, and it was just like, you know, right by Al's house, you know, like, that little shopping center, yeah. and I was like, this is gonna be an experience, this is gonna be, like, different, but, like, everyone's dressed up, and stuff like that, like, almost like everyone just got out of church, and, like, they're doing birthday parties, and I'm wearing, like, my sandals, and, like, sh- uh, like sweat shorts, and, like, a tank top, and then she's wearing, like, a loose shirt, or whatever, she's like, I feel so bad, everyone's here, like, dressed up. And she's like, why do you think it's like that? I was like, in my head, like, this is what we used to do. We used to call these buffets bad, dressed up after church. Yeah, it's a big know, event for them. So it wasn't like it was, I was embarrassed to tell her, like, this is kind of how it was for me. But, like, I just didn't mention it. I was just like, well, maybe, like, the people that are out here dressed up eating is, like, they probably aren't fortunate. So, like, doing this is almost like your family taking you out to, like, Jimmy Hayes or something like that. It's, like, you know, a nice restaurant for them. Like, they're eating tortillas and crema for dinner. And then, like, they get to go to a buffet on a Sunday. So they get all dressed up and, like, whatever. She's like, yeah, you know, you're right. You have a point. I was like, yeah, I know. I lived it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's when you knew. It was just like comparing your... Yeah, I mean, that was like, that was at the very beginning, I guess, like the play dates and stuff like that. And I used to go to like, you know, I mean, all my friends' parents had like nice cars and stuff like that. And then like, they used to pick us up. Like, I remember one day I was riding like a scooter and it was like sixth grade and I drove all the way to Vinny's house. And like, I guess I had long hair. No, I was riding a bike and Vinny's dad came out and was like, uh, Vincent, you need a haircut. And then he looked at me. He was like, you need a haircut too. And I was like, nah, I'm all right. He goes, no, you need a haircut. Like, get in the car. I'm putting your bike in the car. And I was like, what the fuck? So he, like, put my bike in the car, drove me. He had, like, a nice BMW or whatever, like, drove me to get a haircut. And, like, didn't make me pay for anything. And I thought it was, like, a whole crazy experience of, like, me just getting thrown in the car, get a free haircut, drove me home. I had a lollipop and, like, came home. I was like, wow, look, I got a free haircut. Like, 
you know, dad used to take us to like Freeport like once a month to get a haircut and stuff. And that was an event, you know? Yeah. I guess just like watching mom and dad fight over money and like stupid stuff like that. I just realized like, yeah, we're definitely in some type of issue. Like, you know, mom's taking us to Payless Shoes and we thought that was like a gift, you know, we used to get new shoes and stuff like that. Or we used to, sh I don't know, mom used to take us like to some spot, random JC JCPenney. Or like in Queens, like she drives to Queens, those little like stores. Yeah, Jamaica Avenue. And stuff. I used to be like kind of like chunky when I was a kid. So like mom used to buy me these jeans, but they used to always be mad long because they just fit around my waist. So then she'd like sell them. <laughs> just seeing like other people around us, I just knew like, you know, I, it was never really anything that I was like sad about. It was just our situation, but just knowing like, all right, you know, like when we get older, we're going to have to make money on our own. Like we're not going to have them to really give us anything. Do you feel that we had a good relationship as kids because like like we'd be scared and like i'd like say something to you like it's okay I, I don't know i i feel like i remember it but i don't it's almost like i'm suppressing it because i'm like damn that was a tough time and we were so scared yeah we used to definitely comfort each other like yeah or like stuff like that i remember like one specific time where like remember where we only had, it was like one or two bedroom on the second floor when we moved yeah mom turned the dining room into a, a bedroom she just like <laughs> put a curtain or something like that in a wall and that was like a bedroom and we just like pop in and be like, what the? It was a bed. It was literally just a room with a bed and like two steps for walking space and then just sit there. Yeah. And that was funny. But I remember like, um, I don't remember what happened, but like, I think like mom like hit me in the head or something like that. And I don't know, like she like slapped me and then dad came home and I was like, mom just hit me in the head. And then like they started yelling and then mom started yelling at dad about like rent or something like that. And then dad like just had left. And then she yeah. was like, fault, like this and that, and I like, started crying, and I was like, oh, it's my fault during a fight or whatever. And, and um, I definitely dealt with most of it, because, like, yeah. you were literally the first kid, and then they were just figuring shit out, too. Mom and dad came to this country when they were 19 years old. Is there a moment when you were a kid that you are like, when I grow up, I'm going to have this, or when I grow up, I'm not going to do this, because my parents did it? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, one thing that always stuck out to me was, like, when we were at, like, elementary school, and, like, you remember how, like, summer like in the summertime like the girls would come back and they'd have all their hair done like oh where they go they would go to the bahamas or like they'd go on airplanes and travel and then like what do we do like our crazy event was like going to hershey park or adventureland and being like yeah like, splish splash like, splish splash like which is like oh so i'm not saying like we had a great time like we, had we did time. yeah just, you know dad and mom did the best they could to like have us have a good time dad would take off a whole week and take us to dornier or whatever like that but like i always thought when i was a kid like oh like, you know i've never been to disney well, the one in Florida, and um, well, that's that's my memory too. That Dad would always say, like, we're gonna go to Disney next year. Do you yeah, remember that? Like, we're going to Florida. Like, I, I remember, like, I only went to Florida for the first time when I was like twenty or something like that. You know? Yeah, I went when I was seventeen with Nicole. Yeah, and the first time I ever went away was like in my senior year when we went to you know Punta Cana for spring break. That was like my first time ever like going away away because any other time we would just go to El Salvador. Yeah. And that was it. I never really went anywhere else. It would always be like Washington driving or like Canada. Yeah. Grew up in Canada. It was always like. So I think or that, New Jersey. Yeah, or Jersey or whatever. <laughs> Prima and stuff or Queens. But I think like what I would, like, if I grow up when I have kids, like, I'm definitely going to make sure they go like travel the world as kids. And even if it's not like a memory for them that they're not going to remember, it'll be a memory for me at least knowing that like I took my kids overseas. And, and like meet other kids that are not like everyone around them, which is kind of yeah, cool to think. Like, yeah, stuff like that. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, mom and dad definitely tried their hardest to make sure we were, like, happy. And, like, you know, dad wasn't around all the time. But, like, his most important thing was, like, we were fed and we were happy. Like, 
he thought like giving us twenty dollars, like we, you know, on Friday when he would drop off from school, we're not gonna see him till Sunday. He would like give us ten dollars or twenty dollars and be like, you know, don't tell mom, like just use this when you need food or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was. I I have those memories as well where he like did the best he could. And look, I think mom and dad were super young. Like mom was twenty four when she had me, you know, and they barely spoke English and they had their fights and they were it was scary but they weren't you know they made sure we ate tried their best they weren't terrible parents like yes they would hit us and stuff like that but honestly like i think about it now like yeah it sucks that we got hit when we were kids and stuff like that but honestly it was probably the best thing because if we weren't getting hit like i feel like i would just be yeah so, like they put us in our place plenty of times and we'd be like all right you know we gotta like relax like i see yeah. kids out there right now like i'd be like damn i wish my mom was their parent like running around like a store like doing stupid stuff yeah she would make a face and like once we get to the car we'd get beat in the car (laughs) (laughs) working when we started working can you tell me about the can you talk about the stuff that you used to do before the cafe because i even think like that every single time (laughs) you're always there and i was always like you know what i don't even care that she's making fun of me because i'm gonna be a fucking millionaire one day No, the very first thing, <laughs> I got my first job. I was not even old enough. I think I was like 12 years old. I was in seventh grade. And um, we wanted money. Like, we want money. Like, that was always my thing. Like, I always wanted to save money and save money and, like, whatever. I want to buy my own things. Like, I don't want to rely on my parents. So I was always, like, you know, seeing a $20 bill used to, like, light up my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. So I remember when um, I found out that there was a kid that was older than me that got a job at the karate place, like, in the sand shopping center blowing up balloons and like making characters and dressing like Elmo and then he would make twenty dollars an hour. <clears throat> and then I was like, damn, like twenty dollars an hour, like it sounds fire. Like I could probably work like twenty hours dressed like Elmo and I don't give a shit. So I remember like I went to the karate place of my own and I lied and told them I was fourteen but I was really twelve. And they were like, Alright, well like your first shift is tomorrow and it was like Thursday. Like what time you get out of school? And I was like, Oh like three. They're like, Alright, be here from like three to six, like you know like, you'll make sixty bucks in three hours. I was like, what do you got to do? Is like, you just dress like Elmo, you walk around and like blow balloons and <laughs> just write people's name down. And they're like, you know how to blow balloons? And I lied. I was like, yeah, like it's easy. You know, like, <laughs> like I would literally just like blow up a balloon and just like give it to the kid and just have their names get written down. <laughs> so I remember like I told mom to pick me up at six o'clock in the car. And then you were like, what are you doing? Like, what a stupid job. Like, whatever. And then I pulled out like 320. I was like, yeah, well, I got 60 bucks. Like, and mom was like, damn. And then I think I went back like twice and I was like, I'm never doing this again because like I look like an idiot blowing up balloons and I didn't even know how to do it. So after that, I, uh, well, I did that. I did international a little bit. I started international at 14 years old too. Yeah. yeah. I was a host at, uh, at like 13 or 14 because I remember I was eighth grade going into ninth and you were like, oh, you, no, I was. I think you were going into high school. Yeah, eighth grade going into ninth. I remember I hosted for like a couple months and then um, it was Irish day or whatever and then one waitress didn't show up. And Marcello was like, oh, you've been hosting for so long. You know how to be a waiter. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm like 14. I'm like this tall. He's like, oh, just write write it down. Then go to, give it to your sister. He's like, just do it. You know, we need somebody. So like, damn. So then, like, you came up to me. And you're like, oh, just like, went in doubt, write it out. Like, just go up to a table. Like, you don't got to, because there was codes. Write every single thing they say. But I didn't know any of the codes. So then I would just write everything yeah. down. And you would just, like, take my paper and write it in code and then hand it in. And then I would just whatever. But then I remember that very first night I made like $210 and I was like 14 and I was like, I'm not going back to a host, I'm going to be a waiter. So I started making mad money, like being a waiter. 
Yeah. But then in between that, yeah, I was a lacrosse. I did uh, birthday parties. I was like, same thing. I was like 15 or 16 doing like little birthday parties, being a coach. Yeah. And now I get paid the same thing, like 40 bucks a day. You have an amazing job. You own your own house before 30. You're in healthy relationship. And it seems like you have it all. Who would you say have, has inspired you throughout your life to like get here? I guess like senior year of high school or like in high school, I just realized like I wasn't going to, like, I didn't like college. I knew I wasn't going to like college. I know I'm going to have to go. So we went to Nassau and I knew I wasn't going to go away. Like I was trying to get into Hopster and do all the stuff, play lacrosse, but I knew we didn't have money to do it. So I remember right after senior year, I um, joined this thing called Amway, which is like the network marketing thing. And I thought that was like my only way out. And like I met this guy. And I was like, damn, like, I want to be like this guy, like, you know, loves his family, you know, makes a lot of money in this type of business, which I thought was like an incredible business. It makes, you know, we'll make millions of dollars introducing all these people. And how old are you at this point? Right out of high school. So I was like 17 years old. And then I was still going to Nassau and I was trying to like start my own business and like sell my own stuff and, you know, start an eBay account, selling jerseys, doing all this random stuff just to make money because I knew I didn't want to go to college. And then, I don't know, you just, I started going to the meetings, but I knew I wasn't going to do that Amway thing for the rest of my life, but I knew the principles of what they were teaching in that Amway business was basically the principles and like the law of success and reading the books and your books of brain. I mean, your, your brain is, you know, a muscle. So if you read these books, it's going to grow your muscle. And these guys were just teaching me all these things of just how to be successful. And then I remember being like, listen, like, I'm going to just take this and run with it. No matter what I do after this, whether I start a business or do this, I'm going to just figure it out. So. I think this kid, this guy Andres Mello was like one of my biggest mentors and I really wanted to be just like him and I'm still like good friends with him. I don't talk to him as often, but he just had, you know, like was just got married and, you know, was trying to have kids and he was 10 years older than me, but I was always like, listen, like if I could do what he's doing at my age and he's at his age, like I'm going to be able to just like do whatever I want eventually. He got me my first job in the medical field uh, and actually you were there for that too. So I remember mom, mom picked me up from that job. It was at Long Beach Surgical. I was my first nine to five job where I was getting like a natural paycheck, like after international, because he was the one who told me, listen, get out of international. Yes, you're making good cash, but you got to get a paycheck, you know, to get a W-9 and all this stuff and work a nine to five, save your money. And then as you start saving, yeah. you start investing. So then I remember I got that job and then you and mom came to pick me up. And it was at the end of the day where I was throwing out the garbage. And then like the garbage, the dumpster was full. So I hopped in the dumpster and I was like in the dumpster trying to like put all the garbage down. And then you and mom pulled up and then you were like, look at your son, like in a dumpster, like real good. He's not going to college. Like he's in, he's in a dumpster fucking putting garbage down. And then I was like, man, pissed. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I was fucking pissed that you weren't going to college. I just remember being like, why? Like, just go, you know, I was like, this is not a good idea. And I was nervous. Cause like, I always thought like you have to go to college like we have to get out of this and the only way out is college and obviously i was wrong i think the college days are definitely over i think people today are entrepreneurs and they're creating their own wealth through things that they're passionate about and college isn't always the answer but at the time like yeah i was like how can i make him miserable for not going to college that will change his mind and like you just weren't having it and i remember just being like Damn, I, I, I failed. About it too, because it was a, it really was a gamble. Like the whole Amway thing was a gamble. People were giving yeah. me shit. Like 
but it honestly taught me like tough skin. Like people, I mean, I had my own friends probably talking shit behind my back, like saying like, "Oh, you're not gonna go anywhere with that." Family members saying like, "You're not gonna go anywhere with that." Which honestly, whether I would like would go somewhere with it or not, that wasn't my end goal. My end goal was to learn from that business for me to take those like you know the education from that and to do it somewhere else. So even Dre told me that too. He was like, "Listen, like I'm gonna get you a job with that Long Beach surgical place." you'll learn whatever they teach you and then maybe you can move up in rankings and you know and then you'll get a better job somewhere else and he always told me like when you get a job try to stay there for four years and then leave after four years and just keep doing that in like 15 years you'll be at a high position and like I always like took that and was like you know I just ran with it and uh luckily like there was no salesman for that company so I learned all that medical stuff in the warehouse for six months and then he turned me into a salesman and I guess I was just a good salesman at that point, and I just kept like meeting new people and finding new ideas and meeting new people, and I just kept growing and growing from there. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. Sales. Yeah, I think it's cool that you, since you were twelve, have literally been an entrepreneur, right? Like you've always been hustling since you were a little kid in the Elmo suit. And what's cool is that all the jobs that you've done has have taught you different things and phases of your life like the cafe I think taught you how to just like be quick and answer and respond and communicate and you know help people but also like create relationships because like people fucking loved you you know like people wanted you to be their waiter and like you were always fun and it, like it was just fun to have you yeah. even like the most difficult customers i was like you're taking them because i can't that was crazy like everyone just said too that the difficult customers used to be the ones that liked me like remember those assholes, you know like bring him over here like he's the one who understands my order but little did anyone know i would give him like free shit and like like this i remember the grumpy guy remember that grumpy guy that used to sit at c3 he always got a tuna melt but he never wanted yes. to order the fries because yes three dollars and fifty cents he only wanted three little fries he's like can you just so then whatever. So then I would always be like, all right, you know, there's tuna melt. And then like I would get him a tuna melt. I would take the coleslaw off, put like three little, four little fries on it. And then I wouldn't charge him for the fries. And then he would leave me like a $15 tip. I'm like, yeah. this guy would like not pay $3 for a side of fries, but like he'll leave me a $15. Right. Tip. Yeah. Doing like the right thing and like giving people free scoops of ice cream. Like the fucking Spanish guys in the back would take tubs of ice cream home for free. What's one little scoop to someone? And then I feel like every time you and I would work together, like, you know, we do the back room, like, we would just get floods of tips and, like, just because people liked us and, like, our dynamic and the way we just did customer service, like, you know. But the cafe told me a lot, too, because, like, I remember seeing, like, families come in and be like, wow, it's a nice family. Like, a guy would come in with, like, a Rolex or, like, I, like a guy would pull up in, like, a nice car right in front. And, like, I was never afraid to be like, what do you do for a living, you know? Like, I just remember, like, learning a lot at International of just, like, that type of stuff. Just, like, taking knowledge from people that, like, wouldn't think was knowledgeable, but you would just, like take that information and hold it, you know, hold it in and just run with it. Yeah, I agree. I learned a lot from that place. It was 10 years of my life of just yeah. everything from friendships to business to what to do, what not to do. And we were always stuck right in the middle between like the Americans that were like, whatever, we're like first gen Americans. And they were the ones like looking at us like, oh, look at them trying to be like us. But then you get the guys, the Spanish guys in the back that were born in the Dominican Republic, like, oh, yeah, like, who do these people think they are better than me? It's like, we're right in the middle. Like, you know, now we're better than the kitchen guys, but we're not as good as the Americans that, like, think that we shouldn't be as good as they are. Like, They're looking down at us because we're wait waiters. And yeah. the yeah. kitchen is looking at us like we're assholes because we think <laughs> we're better than them and we make more money. Yeah. Exactly. It was tough. It was, like, confusing. And I think that's why I feel a lot of guilt today. 
we are so lucky that we got to be born here. I mean, we made the best of it. I mean, there's definitely people that probably came in the same situation as us, and they're still somewhere struggling, dead or doing drugs or struggling. And we all had the same opportunity. I mean, me and you used to walk the international from the apartment building, cross on our highway in the snow or whatever. We had, we had to do what we had to do to get to work. Yeah. And then, like, I remember I used to even, like, go to I actually asked dad to take me to work and he would like pay me ten, fifteen dollars and like do shit like that. Like we wanted to go do that. We wanted to get out of the rat hole and like Yeah. We just made it happen. So Yeah, we did. Do you remember what your American dream was? I feel like I, I know based on the answers you've just given. Definitely the traveling. I definitely wanted to, you know, figure out how to buy my own house, how to have my own cars. I I always wanted to like drive a nice car, to have a peace of mind, like not worry about bills. Mom and dad worried about, she still worries about bills. And to this day, I'm like, mom, you don't, like, whatever. Like, I'm paying the mortgage. Like, you're not even, I mean, yeah, you pay a couple different things. But, like, stop worrying about bills. Like, it's, it's all over with now. Like, we're not going broke. We're not going anywhere. No one's going to come take the house away. No one's going to come take your car away. Like, right. we're good. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm living the American dream now. Like, every, like, my job is good. Everything's good. I don't got to worry about the shit that mom and dad worried about when they had us. I think it's stability was the American dream. Yeah. Peace of mind and stability to just know that no one's gonna come after us to take something away, or you know, because that's what we were always afraid of like living in the apartment building. Like, that's why we were always afraid of Frank coming in because he was gonna kick us out of the apartment. And we thought we were gonna get evicted, yeah, exactly. Like, getting evicted or the car that they took away from us when we tried leasing it just to go to Nassau. Like, I yeah. didn't sleep at night when we when we had that car because, like, I was like, if school's the way out and we can't even get to school, how the fuck we can get out? <laughs> or like, take the bus, we used to take the bus to like. I remember I took it like once or twice and I was like, this is whack. I'm not doing this. Like, I got to get rich somehow. I'm not doing this. I paid for my own college. So I remember like, because you went to Potsdam or something and you got kicked out. Yeah. And then I think dad was like, I'm taking your college money to pay for Jamie's other college. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to college. Which is not true, actually. He didn't give me shit. Yeah, probably not. But yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, I'm going to be able to go to Nassau. Like, I had money saved for you, but I have to give it to Jamie to go to, you know, the better school. And I was like, that's like not years true. And years ago, and I was like, I know. I mean, I was just like, yeah. Bullshit talk. Are there moments where you have to like sit back and be like, oh shit, I can't believe this is my life. A lot of the times, just like work stuff, like, like the sales that I'm doing, and like the way that I, like whatever I drive like a nice car, and I never thought I'd be able to like you know be in the position I am. I, I bought a house at 28 years old, which was like crazy for me, which. It all kind of just spiraled and just started happening. Like, honestly, I've been blessed to be working with this company, Global Med Systems. He gave me part ownership in the company and in the building and stuff like that. So, like, that, I literally, like, it's great in the moment when they're, like, we're popping champagne. But then I'm, like, sitting in the living room, like, Jesus Christ, like, this actually really just happened. Like, that type of stuff. Whatever, traveling, going to Portugal was, was another experience. I was, like, what is life? You know, like, traveling the world to go there and, like sitting in an uber getting driven with mom on the mountains of portugal and duro valley like what is it? it'll be like the luxury cars like eating crazy food drinking wines like that type of stuff is like i can't believe this is really what's going on because i was not like this five ten years ago yeah i, thought I was going to be living with mom i thought i was going to be like living with her she's going to be paying the bills and stuff and how am i going to get out of this hole but now we're out we're doing what we're yeah doing. the rat race is over yeah it really is it's, it's crazy I just had it recently because I booked a trip to Madrid by myself. I woke up and I was like, I want to go to Spain. I've never been. And then like five hours later, I was like, Max, I'm going to Spain by myself. And he was like, okay, <laughs> have fun. Like, 
And I think because we didn't have those vacations, like you said, I'm so hungry for like, I want to see something new. I want to be somewhere else. And like, I just want to experience all these places. So I have an office manager, her name is Mary. And every time one of us go away, we like get each other like a little tchotchke, like a little stupid thing, like, you know, like a little keychain or whatever. Yeah. Um, so she keeps all my little stuff like on the corner of her desk. Cute. And one day like, I, I, I walk in with whatever, uh, with like one of the guys that I work with and I, I look in that corner and there's literally like 12 different things. And I was like, damn, Mary, I've traveled a lot. Like, she was like, yeah, she was like, you literally been there. And then we like started naming it. And I was like, that's crazy. And I like pointed out everywhere I've been just from yeah. the things on her desk that I got her. And I was like, we were that's just so like, nice. like, damn, like you've been so many places. You've only been here for five years. And it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Last question. What is something that you know about me that you don't think other people know about me? <laughs> One thing that people don't really know is that you're decently like athletic. Like, you played bad sports when you were younger, and you were actually pretty good. Like, you were scoring goals and shit. Like, you would run. Not a lot of people would see you playing sports, really. Like, yeah, you go on, like, the, like the what is that, the Peloton and stuff like that. But, like, you actually played lacrosse in high school, and you, like, got, like, a game. I remember I used to toss around your game ball. You had, like, whatever, four goals and, like, four assists and <laughs> So that's actually hysterical. I, would, I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> I used to put hot, uh, ketchup under your hot dogs. Oh, yeah, I remember. I still say that story. Yeah, you know, when we were, like, watching Pokemon, like, after, like, school, we were eating a hot dog, and you literally just put one thing of ketchup underneath, and it and just immediately ran to the bathroom and puked. I was like, I can't Sorry. I was evil. <laughs> and that's why you have issues because trust issues because of the freaking hot dog and ketchup i was terrible too i'm sorry good times good memories and hilarious memories well Ivan, thank you so much for coming on the first gen friends podcast this was so much fun and i have to say thank you for walking me down the aisle on my wedding that was so much fun and i can't wait to get the pictures back from that um, and I'm so proud of you. I think you are amazing. And I'm so proud of where you are now. This is like incredible to see you from when you were little to now. Just all the things you've accomplished. And I know you're going to accomplish so much more. So before I cry, I'm going to just stop. I'm so proud of you too. you got a lot of things going on. And you're loving life. And it's crazy how much you love life. I know. We came a long way, didn't we? We really did. Cool. It's the best. Thanks. Well, I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with my brother. I had such a good time going back into nostalgia land with him and really diving into things that he remembers versus my memories. And it just made me realize, I don't think I've ever really shared my American dream story. So I think that might be my next episode. Stay tuned.